He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Bethard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. The kick is on the way. It's gone. It's gone. Iowa wins. 14-13. All right. Welcome in everybody to episode eight of Hawks View this week. We failed to kind of get up our weekend recap from last week. We had some technical difficulties, kind of the first time we've ever dealt with that. Nonetheless, we're back here today, give you an Iowa Michigan State preview. And not a lot to write home about. About this Michigan State team this week, a lot of questions to be asked from both teams. Again, a very poor poor showing out of Michigan State against Rutgers week one. Come out of the gates and go get a on-the-road win against Michigan last week. Looked a ton better. Iowa has three straight losses. We lost 17-10 to 10 to them in East Lansing in 2017. I mean, two teams played each other rather tight, Lance. Yeah, I mean... This Michigan State team is very, very strange to me this year, especially with um, Rocky Lombardi coming back to Iowa where he came. I think he grew up in Valley. Valley. Yep. <clears throat> and he, I mean, it was, he was kind of a joke. Like, I'll be honest, like around like our friend group, like he was kind of like a joke. Like the well, fact that he was starting at Michigan State was a joke. But I mean, well, he's we, been playing well. So. Well, yeah. I Listen, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in terms of Rocky, but he was a guy that Kirk recruited as a safety or a linebacker. <laughs> Didn't see him as a, as a quarterback at all. Obviously, Michigan State did. I mean, he looked fine last week. I guess we'll just hop into him right away before we hop into his wide receiving core. I mean, personally, I think he's kind of a of a fluke of a running back, or a quarterback, excuse me. I The throws I saw last week, there were a lot of just touch throws. He was shaking people off, stop-and-go type of routes, and just throwing them up to his, his young wide receiver core. And I don't necessarily know that that's going to work this week. Again, a few years back when he stepped in, when who was who was injured? Um, was it Lewerke? Maybe, yeah, possibly. And I don't know. He didn't look impressive to me at all back then. Again, he's developed, but I I just don't see. I don't think he's a very dominant quarterback by any means. I think it was his three hundred yard game last week was kind of a an anomaly, and I don't see it happening really much the rest of the year. I mean, he had three hundred yards against Rutgers too. So I mean, he I mean he's been playing well. Like the thing is, is that. Our secondary against their, like you said, with their wide receiving core, with him just kind of, they're like, they just throw it deep, it feels like. Like, I remember watching that Michigan game, and like, they just, he just drops back and just he's it. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I don't know open, if you saw so. him. I, I kept, I meant to point out his, his just shaking his shoulders, shaking off these, these corners, and then just throwing it up, like you said, to, to the young wide receiver core. But I mean, Ricky White, a freshman, eight receptions, 196 last week, and a touchdown. I mean, Oof. hell of a game. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if he'll be this dominant this week. I mean, if they keep looking to stretch it, I mean, it could do a lot for this Michigan State offense in terms of the run game. Their, their run game's not great whatsoever. 2.3 yards per carry, worst in the Big Ten. I mean, they're going to need it. They're going to need to stretch it and then look to look to run it. Yeah, I mean they do. That way. They do rank second in the Big Ten in passing yards, which seems crazy. Like, I mean, I guess they played Rutgers, but I mean they lost. So, this is just such a weird Michigan State team. After, I mean, they turned the ball over seven times against Rutgers, seven times. So, and then they come back the next week and they beat Michigan, and they don't turn it over at all. Yeah, so it's like, are which Michigan State team are we going to see? Like, are we going to see the the one that turned over seven times against Rutgers? Or are we going to see the one that? 
basically dominated Michigan from beginning to end in that game. Yeah, and I think maybe we're just seeing a different Michigan State team now. I mean, new head coach Mel Tucker stepping in, getting a huge first win against Michigan. (laughs) I mean, that's huge for him, definitely. And, I mean, not to mention we have a short week as well. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. They took all the NCAA, I guess, closed down practicing and whatnot on Tuesday, the election. So that's kind of odd. Not sure if that's going to affect us whatsoever. I would have liked to have that that day of preparation, you know, in terms of Iowa trying to get its first win. I mean, I think we get a win this week. I think it'll be tight. They always play us tight, but nonetheless. Yeah, other than Ricky White, Jalen Naylor as well, two receptions, 68 yards, another guy they look to throw it up to as well. Yeah. Second in the offensive efficiency as well. Second best passing offense, like you said, in the Big Ten as well. It just I really think it's just gonna come down to turnovers and I don't know that our secondary is gonna be ready. Like we they've been all right for the most part, I feel like, but then I mean obviously David Bell cut us up and this they have the potential to win this game. Like this isn't a free win like I thought it was six weeks ago or three weeks ago. Certainly or even going win. into last week. I was kind of thinking, I had this one marked down as, okay, they got a new head coach, they got a new, they have new everything, they have Rocky Lombardi starting at quarterback, like, this is just going to be a game we're going to win, and I I don't think that's the case. I don't think so either. I think it's going to be a grinded out game, just like we saw with Michigan, Michigan State last week, and frankly, both of our games Yeah, to start out, I mean, just two grinded out games that we were just, just sneaking away with a loss, and... You, you hate to see it, but we need to get in the win column. We need to start finding our identity, as we've been talking about and stressing over the last few weeks. And, I mean, it's a, it's a good Michigan State, I mean, defense for the most part, other than I, I would say we need to look to run it against them. And we'll hop against them. Seventh best rush D in the Big Ten. I mean, they had some massive holes for Charbonnet and Haskins last week. From what I saw, they were looking to run it well. I mean, the, Michigan still threw it 50 times with Milton which was a little bit odd to me. Yeah. I would have kept running it personally. I mean, I saw some massive holes, and it just depends, like you said, what type of Michigan State team that we're getting. Are we getting that that Michigan type of grinded-out team or just a very sloppy effort against Rutgers? Yeah, I mean, if it really – like, I can't keep saying this enough, but, like, it comes down to us. Like, it's a matter of Iowa and how they come out and play it if we come out and play like we did against Northwestern or Purdue, especially in the second half, like we're going to be on three. Now, if we make some changes, we run the ball more efficiently. We don't throw the ball 50 times. Like, I don't know what Michigan was doing, throwing the ball 50 times against this team because you have a quarterback that can run. You ran the ball for 10 yards to carry the week before. Like, I don't understand that at all, but Iowa needs to handle this Michigan state team. If we want to make a bowl game. Yeah. And that's and like, like you said, we like, still can. Like you said, starting off, I mean, I would say just in terms of, of running on this defense, I think that we just need to start there. And I'm looking for like, I don't know when it's going to happen or if, but just seeing Kirk like flip a switch and like take over and be like, no, we're running the ball. I don't you, think that's going to happen. You don't think that's going to happen? No, absolutely not. I don't know. I think it would be funny to see just like, just go back to like the, old just you know hand it off i don't think so either necessarily but i think it would be like hilarious to see just like a a complete like flip of the script like throw the ball 30 times and let's just pound the rock i don't know i think this is a team that we could do that on 
Yeah, I mean, Michigan State always has a scrappy defense. I remember last year, um, they had they gave up like the first game of the year. They had like Tulsa. I think they played Tulsa and Tulsa had like negative seventy rushing yards or something like that. Like, and then they just stunk the rest of the year. But like, I feel like this Michigan State team always has like a scrappy defensive unit that can, you know, keep them in games and keep them around. I mean, obviously last year they were just terrible, but I. I'm nervous. You seem way more confident about this game. Than no, I I'm am. not. I'm not utterly like super confident, but I I still think that this is a game that we should win. I don't think that. Yeah, obviously they have a chance to win. I don't think we cover seven by any means. No, I think crazy. we win by a field goal. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see Iowa beating a lot of teams by seven this year, especially if we throw the ball fifty times a game, and especially if Michigan State is able to kind of slow down our offense, which probably isn't going to be that hard for them. And so. in terms of their defense as well, I from game to game, watching both games kind of intently a little bit, especially on the defensive side of the ball for them, they were getting a lot better D-line pushes in the second game against Michigan, although they were running the ball, getting those bigger, bigger holes. When they looked to pass it, they were getting relatively good pushes from what I saw. Yeah, the didn't they only have like – they only gave up like 276 yards against Rutgers or something and still gave up 38 points or I don't know. I can't remember what exactly the numbers were, but it was an odd game versus Michigan too. I mean, they didn't hold the ball for as long as Michigan did. I mean, it's just a, they're just a really, really strange team. Like this is going to be, we're going to find out a lot about ourselves in this game. Obviously I think we do benefit a little bit from them winning on the road at Michigan, a little bit of a hangover spot. I always like to include that like in my <laughs> my my power my mental power rankings because I think it does make a difference. Like obviously that's a huge program win, especially for a Michigan State team that was like two and eight last year, two and ten. Yeah, massive. And, and got then, blown oh, the doors off by Michigan last year, forty four to ten or something like that. Yeah, and then obviously you open the season with a loss at Rutgers and then you then you go and you Just beat your biggest right rival yeah. on the road. So it's like Maybe they ride the momentum, but I think it's a little bit of a hangover spot for them. It's so crazy, you know, without fans this year, like how much like it's impacting the, in terms of like going on the road, like it's the momentum, like it can flip so easily now. Uh Like when the crowd's there, you know, the Kinnick's rocking, like it's so much harder to flip that momentum and like get back in a game, if you will. And now it's just like 10 times easier. I mean, maybe more. Yeah, I mean, the other thing to watch, in my opinion, is this offensive line, like Michigan State's offensive line. The first week, I don't think Rocky had really any play like that he had time to throw. Um, they had 19 tackles for loss, Rutgers did, and they Michigan, rushed, Michigan State rushed the ball 39 times for 50 yards. The next week, two tackles for loss, no sacks, 38 carries, 126 yards. So I don't know where that huge improvement came from. Like this is literally just like the most wild Michigan state start to the season I've ever seen. So I don't exactly know what to think about this game quite yet. Again, what are we going to do without Amir Smith Marset? How's our offense going to look? Are we going to throw the ball 50 times again? Is Goodson going to get involved? Are we going to run the ball? Like, it's it's very, very odd. Again, like you were pointing out, it's just like two completely different Michigan State teams, and we don't know what we're going to get. If we get somewhere in the middle. Still a little nervous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Listen, we don't have a lot of, like, 
positives to go off. Like, it's very hard for us to talk about our Iowa football team right now. Like, even in the recaps, like, it's very hard to get on here after a loss and be like, yeah, we've got, a, like, a lot to take away. Like, it's hard to say that. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just sucks. It just sucks to be on to it. It sucks to be not feeling confident about a home game versus Michigan State with a new coach and Rocky Lombardi playing quarterback. It's really tough for me not to be like, yeah, like, we're excited, but it's just, like, weak. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, but in terms of Iowa, I'm kind of looking towards more of, like, what we got to do now. We'll hop into that. And that is run the ball. I mean, extend drives on the third down. We've been stressing it all year. We haven't been great doing it. And just play clean. Like, I challenged Spencer Petrus, like, no picks this week. Like, Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, he didn't throw any picks week one. He really took care of the ball week one, honestly. And I, know. I don't know what came, again, we saw two different Spencer Petruses in week one and week two. And with, like, the weird offseason, like, we just don't know what either of these teams is going to do, and especially without Amir Spence-Marcel. I know he hasn't been involved terribly much in this offense early, but you tell me he's not going to make a little difference or yeah. a lot of difference? Just the the fact of him being on the field yeah. is, is a big thing just for anybody. I mean, there's eyes on him at all times. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, our D, I just don't bite. Like, just keep everything in front, like we were talking about. Keep those wide receivers in front. You do a pretty good job of that for the most part, so I like that. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Yep. Get off the field on third down as well. They are going to look to, I mean, they extended drives against Michigan well. Get off the field, like we've been talking about. We have not been good on third down this year on defense. I can't confirm that, but it just, from a feeling standpoint, it does not look feel like we have. Yeah, correct. And then uh, just force turnovers. Hopefully we can force a few against Rocky. I I look for our Iowa team to get a couple picks this week, personally. I yeah, win the turnover battle. I like that. Yeah. I mean, especially because, I mean, they they shown a vulnerability to turn the ball over week one. So, that at least we have that to go back on. It's They're probably not going to have zero turnovers because I think they just really came to play against Michigan. So, I think that they'll have a few turnovers. I really would like to win the turnover battle in this game and then control the clock. I mean, like, you can't be losing the time possession by six minutes last week. I believe that was what it was. What it was like, yeah. That's terrible. Don't throw it 50 times. Keep the defense off the field. Run the ball. Choose some clock. Get some first downs. Get them, Get some momentum going. Yeah, and look to go deep later. But Our defense has been good, and they haven't even been like I – mean, we haven't been getting them off the field. Like Expect like a fresh D, like getting some rest on, on the sideline. Why not coming out on the field? Be a lot more disruptive, and that's that's my next one, disrupt Rocky. I think if we give Rocky any type of pressure, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna kind of crumble. Yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. I mean, he, like they their offensive line was not good against uh, Rutgers, and then they just came out and they fixed it week two. But like thirteen tackles for loss. No, sorry, nineteen tackles for loss. That's like if we have nineteen tackles for loss, we're gonna beat this team by a hundred. I also believe we're like leading the Big Ten in like tackles for loss. Well, I Davion Nixon is like leading the yeah. Big Ten in like everything in terms of defensive linemen. Like yeah. I don't know if you've I looked mean, at that at all. Uh, he's just been a stud this year. I think if he gets in the backfield a little bit this week, could lead to a lot of good things, including a few of those picks we're talking about. Get the turnover battle going. I think our defense looks to shine this week. And in terms of like the over under, we've talked about it a little bit before we started today. Over under forty six and a half. None of the like the last three times we played them have gone over forty six and a half. I don't I know. Think you'd be crazy to bet the over in any Iowa game for the rest of the season. To be honest, I think you'd, I think that'd be unless insane. our like offense completely like finds an identity 
late in the year. I don't see that happening. Yeah, either. it's it's just going to be. I think this season is going to end up just being a flush it season, which is kind of a fucking terrible thing to say after week two. But <laughs> like, I, I really think this is just going to be a flush in. Let's move on kind of year. Um, but yeah, I think betting the under in any Iowa game is probably a good bet because I think this defense is. Again, there's not a lot of talent this year on it. David Nixon looks like kind of the anchor of that defensive line. Hopefully you get Jack Campbell back, but without him, that linebacking core is a little eh. Barrington Wade obviously played good in week one, didn't have really hear his name at all in week two. And the secondary is average. So they can... I can't remember what I was going to say. I was I got off on a tangent. Well, I'll hop in then, yeah. So in terms of like the question marks, right, we're talking about the question marks from the Michigan State and Iowa teams this week. So, again, we're looking for answers, right? Like we're looking for answers after these first two weeks and like everything that we're talking about, we'd love to just have like like why, why we're like struggling to even like, you know, bring up a lot on both of these teams is because we don't know, you know. It, you, you really don't know. There's just so much. Oh, that's what I was saying. But anyway, so we have all those. David Nixon anchored the defensive line. No Jack Campbell. Secondary's average. But at least they're trying. Like, they, at least they, I can trust them enough that they're going to go out and make a few plays or at least show me something. And I can't say that for the offense right now. I mean, I just can't. Like, I don't know what we're going to get out of this offense. Are we going to run the ball 50 times? Are we going to throw the ball 50 times? We have no identity. How good is Peters? We don't. We still don't know. So anyway, I think that in the over in Iowa game is crazy this year. But I think our offense might be good enough against Michigan State to win this game. Yeah, I agree. And while while we're on it, we're a touchdown favorite, which seems kind of crazy to both of us. So while we're at it, just kind of asking you a question about this. How much does, like, the Kinnick environment, like, would we be, like, minus 9.5, minus 10 if we had, a, if we had, a, if we had fans in there? I don't know how... Bookmakers like is Vegas, that this yeah, year. that's what I was kind of curious into into talking about a little bit because like if we have fans, like are we really ten points better than this Michigan State team? Yeah, so I mean they say they say home fields worth three points or whatever, like on a normal year, but I don't know that that stands this year without fans, especially. Um, I have to imagine it's a point and a half or maybe maybe more, maybe less because I would think that like being at home not having to fly around the country you wake up you sleep or whatever like you're in your you're at you're still at home like you're still in your own area it's more comfortable i think that would make a difference but yeah i also don't well, know how this. vegas is doing like it. home teams were one and five last week <laughs> so maybe home. not so like so maybe that's what i'm like i'm kind of like it's weird. Like, it's really weird. Like, it's, it's, we're like, we were talking about the momentum. Like, it's so easy to flip the switch of the momentum in games when there's no fans in there. Like, it's so much easier to do. It's just a very unpredictable season. And like we talked about with the NFL, too, it's the preseason. It's like damn near the preseason. We didn't get like any spring ball this year. Like, we saw those transfers that we were talking about a little bit off the camera, but the transfers that we were talking about as well, I mean, crazy. Yeah. This is just, it's just so unpredictable, like especially Michigan State. I mean, seven turnovers to zero, five sacks, nineteen tackles for a loss to two and zero. It's just, it's just a matter of if which team shows up, and I really don't know. I really think we might lose this game. Yeah, it's scary. It's certainly scary when we're zero two and don't have a lot to go off of. But 
I mean, looking around, listen, writing, you know, seeing what other people are writing in terms of the beat writers from both sides, they don't know either. That's the thing. Like even Michigan, like they're coming off the euphoria, like you talked about, of winning a big game. They don't know if they're gonna be hungover yeah. as well. It's it's a lot of the same stuff from everybody, and yeah, to kind of keep it short this week, not gonna stretch it out too much longer. In terms of storylines, there's just not a lot there. No, this is just a really strange game in a really weird spot. With their hangover game, we haven't got anything going all year long. We have no identity on offense. Our play calling sucks. Our quarterback might suck. It's tough. It's tough nonetheless. So we'll kind of wrap it up there. I don't have much else to say other than that. Like we said, we have the website up now, com, which we've been writing on. I got my first one up. Been happy about that. I don't know. Not necessarily an all that relevant topic, but a few things I wanted to get off the chest, if you will. But, yeah, go look. Lance has been writing pretty much, I mean, damn near daily since it's been up. I mean, yeah, I've been trying. I have a really busy week of class this week with two tests today, so that'll be fun. Yeah, but we're certainly trying to get that going as well as keep giving us support on the Twitters. I mean, they're starting to grow a little bit, get a little bit of traction, which we love to see. We launched those a couple weeks back, I believe. So we've been trying to get some support on those and look for us on TikTok as well <laughs> at Melrose Media on TikTok. We've been posting a few on there as well as our Twitter videos have gotten a lot of support as well. People seem to really like those short little clippets. Hope to get some more viewers from those as well. So that being said, guys, yeah, it's certainly fun. We're going to look to get, hopefully, if you have time today, get a Thursday night football preview little video out there. Those haven't been terribly tough to do. But other than that, we also are doing triangle sharps today. We will get that up for you guys Friday. We have a big betting slate nonetheless. Yeah, the Pac-12's back. How about that? Who would have thought? Yeah, Maction as well. We meant to get some yeah. stuff out on the Maction. Like you said, it's just been a busy week nonetheless. But other than that, we will see you guys Friday for Triangle Sharps. We'll get this up here for you shortly. Have a good one, guys. Go Hawks. He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Bethard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. The kick is on the way. It's good! It's good! Iowa wins 14-13.